Welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, where we discuss all things mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. To get more information and resources, visit the website at therapyforblackgirls.com. And while I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Session 8 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We are continuing our celebration of Mental Health Awareness Month by discussing relationships. So the first week we discussed friendships, and last week we discussed relationships between moms and daughters. This week we'll be talking about romantic relationships. So in the No Copay Needed segment this week, we're going to talk about the top seven ways that you're not getting what you want and need in relationships. So the very first one is, we're afraid to ask for it. So in casual relationships or non-committed relationships, this might look like um, playing as if you don't want something serious in the hopes that eventually they'll discover just how wonderful you are and want to have something more serious and committed with you. Um, And in a, a committed relationship, this might look like not asserting your needs. So if you feel like you need more words of affirmation or would like more physical affection, but not asking for it because you're afraid that your partner won't be able to give that to you or because you are making your needs a second priority to theirs. And a lot of times we are afraid to ask for what we want in relationships One, because of a fear of abandonment. So for fear that if you ask for what you need and want in the relationship, the person is going to say, oh, you're too much and I don't want to deal with this anymore and leave. And the second reason why we sometimes don't ask for what we want in relationships is because we don't think we deserve it. So if you don't actually feel like you deserve what you need and want in the relationship, then you're going to act in those ways, either consciously or subconsciously. And then you don't actually end up getting what you need and want in the relationship. The second reason why you're not getting what you need and want in relationships is that you're passive in the process. So for most other things in our lives, we have a very serious plan for how we're going to get there. Um, So when you were applying for grad school or deciding to purchase your first home or deciding to have your first child, There is a lot of research involved. You were talking to a lot of different people. You may have even written out, you know, step by step. Okay, this is how I'm going to get from point A to point B. But for some reason, a lot of us tend to take a more passive approach in terms of dating or, you know, finding love. And we are just expecting that somebody wonderful is going to show up without us having to do very much work. And so if for every other thing in your life that has been significant and meaningful to you, you've had a plan, then why would it be different when you're talking about finding a partner? So I want us to kind of think about how we may be being passive in this in the process and what do you need to do to be more active? Do you need to try online dating? Do you need to talk to your family and friends about the fact that you're looking for somebody and make sure that they are introducing you to people? What do you need to do to maybe be more active in the process? 
The third reason we're not getting what we need and want in relationships is that we're too busy listening to other people or paying attention to what others have. So sometimes this looks like um, listening to grandma and mom saying, oh, girl, don't let go of that good man. He has a good job and a lot of degrees and no kids. So it doesn't really matter if he's treating you well. You stay in that relationship. Or sometimes it looks like us comparing ourselves and our relationships to what we see posted on Twitter and Facebook about the grand vacations our couple's friends are taking or all of the very cute um new family pictures or maternity pictures and sometimes we get caught up in thinking oh that's what the good life looks like and if our life doesn't look like that then we start to wonder okay am I making the right decisions and if we get too caught up in comparing our life to others when we know that typically our social media feeds are very highly curated, then we can start to think that we're not good enough or that we don't deserve those kinds of things and start to think, well, if my life doesn't look like what's presented on Instagram and Facebook, then it must not be right. The number four reason why we're not getting what we need and want in relationships is that we've convinced ourselves that we don't actually want or need love. So this is a big one, and I feel like I've been seeing more and more coming out about this savage life, right? So this idea that um, you can kind of be free sexually and sleep with whoever you want, and there are no emotions attached, um, or that you don't actually want to catch feelings in a relationship. And I'm just trying to figure out when did feelings become such a bad thing? So feelings and emotions actually are a good thing. They let us know that we're alive, that we're human. And so I think that we may have gone too far in one extreme in terms of um, wanting to be devoid of feelings and emotions that we are kind of we've gotten ourselves into trouble in knowing that feelings and emotions actually have a place in a relationship. So, um, again, you know, you make whatever decisions you want to make about sex as long as you are being safe. But If your core value is not really to just have good sexual relationships and what you really want is to have a meaningful relationship, then pretending as if you don't really care or you don't really have emotions is probably not going to get you any closer to that goal. So definitely think about that. The number five reason why we are not getting what we need and want in relationships is that we're not clear on what we need or want. And if we're not clear, then how could we ever recognize it, even if it walked into our lives? So this may seem a bit of an old school exercise, but I do think it can be really helpful to make yourself a list of must haves in a relationship. So what are the things that are absolutely necessary for you um, or the things that you think will be necessary for you to have a healthy relationship with someone? And you have to get really clear so that if that walks into your life, you can recognize it or that when you are, again, being more active in this process, you know what to what kinds of things you're screening for. So get really clear about what you need and want, and then that will help you to kind of be more active in the process. The number six reason why we're not getting what we need and want in relationships is that we're not being flexible and we are expecting um, love and partnership only to show up in a certain type of package, right? So um, somebody who may be uh, tall, dark, and handsome or... um, 
you know, just lots of fun and ambitious and has uh, some kind of talent and athletic and eats well and all of these different things that we feel like actually really matter. Um, And those things, while they may be important and definitely chemistry is important, you do want to consider the things that actually make a relationship last. And so some of all of the physical kinds of things, while important, again, are not the things that actually will make a relationship last. So you have to be flexible in thinking about, okay, this is the outward package that I may want this to look like, but inwardly, what does it, what kinds of things actually matter? And then the number seven reason why we are not getting what we need and want in relationships is that we haven't actually healed from any past hurts. So if you are still holding out hope that your ex will give you a call and say, hey, I made a huge mistake. I really um, know that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Or if you are continuing to date a bunch of people, even though you know in your heart of hearts that this is not anything that could go anywhere. You're really just wasting time and energy that could be better used actually looking for people who could be significant partners for you. So if you haven't healed from the past, then it makes it really hard for the person who's supposed to be in your life to actually show up and be present. So again, those top seven reasons why we're not getting what we need and want in relationships. Number one, we're afraid to ask for it. Number two, we're being passive in the process. Number three, we're too busy listening to others or comparing ourselves to others. Number four, we've convinced ourselves we don't need or want love. Number five, we're not clear on what we need or want. Number six, we're not being flexible. And number seven, we haven't healed from past relationships or past hurts. So we also have an on the porch with Dr. Joy question this week. So this is a follow up to our friendship episode. And the question was, how do you make friends as an introvert? So I thought that this was a great question and I'm happy to provide you some feedback about this. So first, I want us to make sure that we're actually talking about introversion and not social anxiety, because those are different things. Um, So introversion, you've heard, is kind of the um, on the spectrum between introversion and extroversion. So introversion is somebody who and again, these things kind of get confused in pop culture because I think people tend to think about introverts as shy and extroverts as the life of the party. Um, And those are not Um, the best and most accurate descriptions of introversion and extroversion. So introversion um, really refers to somebody who needs to kind of go inward to recharge. So people feel they're most authentic and feel really recharged by spending time alone would be um, described as an introvert. And extroverts are people who really get their energy from spending time with other people. So when they um, really feel like they want to be connected and alive in the world, that typically happens by spending time with other people. So the difference between introversion and social anxiety is that introversion is, again, more just a wanting to be alone and feeling like you are most recharged by yourself. Um, Social anxiety, on the other hand, is something that can be um, kind of like a just a pervasive 
discomfort with being in social situations. So you have a lot of fear about what other people are saying and thinking about you in social situations. Um, A lot of fear that you're going to say the wrong kinds of things. So the best kind of description is fear of social situations. And that is not the same thing as introversion. So I do want to um, make sure that if you are somebody who you're describing yourself as an introvert, make sure that you're all you're actually talking about introversion and not social anxiety. I also want us to make sure that we are not using introversion as an excuse to do the hard things. Um, So I know that there has been a lot, again, in pop culture and in, in the academy about introversion and what this looks like recently. And um, I want us to be careful that we are not kind of lumping on or uh, clinging to this idea that because I'm introverted, then that means I can't do X, Y, Z. So it may be more difficult for you to kind of put yourself out there in social situations if you're introverted, but it definitely is not impossible. So I want to make sure that we are not using introversion or um, any other thing that we might describe ourselves as, as a reason why we don't do the hard things, because even though it may be difficult, you can do it. So let's move to some of the ways that you might be able to actually make some new friends as an introvert. So I think like we discussed in the friendship episode, um, online venues like Twitter chats and Facebook groups are actually perfect for introverts um, because it allows you to move at your own pace. So you can kind of hop in and out of Twitter chats and Facebook groups as you want. You can be as involved Um, as much or as little as you like. And it can kind of be spread out over time. So you can kind of get to know somebody a little bit through the different Twitter chats or group participation. And then you can kind of decide, okay, is this somebody, if you live close enough to the person, is this somebody that I'd like to meet for lunch or something? Like, do you want to then move the relationship offline? Um, So I think Twitter chats and Facebook groups are actually the perfect kinds of venues for um, people who are introverted. I think another way that introverts can maybe make some new friends is by looking around at your current experiences. So is there somebody kind of in the background of your life that actually could become somebody who is a really good friend? Um, So the person that you kind of chat with in class, but then you don't actually make plans with or do anything with them after class Um, or somebody that you kind of see around the gym and you're friendly and the person smiles, um, but it doesn't really go any further than that. So are there people kind of in the background of your life, if you actually look really closely, that could be playing a more significant role in your life? Do a scan and see if there's anybody who, you know, you might be interested in having more conversation or more contact with. Another way that you can make friends as an introvert is to enlist the help of your extroverted friends. So your extroverted friends probably have plenty of contacts and, um, you know, are are the people who kind of enjoy going to social gatherings and will kind of do a lot of that. And so it's likely that they know a lot of people. And so if you have a very close extroverted friend, then you can say, hey, you know, I'm looking to kind of branch out and include more people in my circle. Can you help me? Is there somebody that you know that you think would be um, somebody I'd have a lot in common with and ask them to make an introduction for you. And then one of the final things I want you to consider if you're an introvert who is having trouble making friends is for you to be realistic. Um, So you're probably never going to be the person who has a large group of friends. And that is actually probably 
the last thing that you would want. Um, but I but I want you to be realistic about the process. So you don't need a large group of friends, but maybe one, two or three good girlfriends would be perfect for you. Um, so be realistic and be gentle with yourself. I think sometimes we get caught up in thinking that introverted introversion is a lesser version. Um, they are lesser than extroversion. And really, they are just different. It's just like having brown eyes or blue eyes. Uh, it's just a difference, not an actual better or worse kind of thing. So make sure that you're gentle and patient with yourself in that process. So I hope that gives you some good feedback and some tips that you can use to kind of make some new friends if you're introverted. If you have a question that you'd like to get some feedback about, please send it to me at podcast at therapyforblackgirls.com. And that's all we have for this episode. So make sure that you continue the conversation with us on social media. If you have other ideas about how introverts can make friends or if there are other things that you would add to the list of why we are not getting what we need and want in relationships, I'd love to hear from you. Make sure to use the hashtag TBG in session. You can find us over on Twitter at therapy for the number four B girls. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at therapy for black girls. I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you real soon. Take care.